Hello. Hello. Hi. It's me, Gary Bellamy. Welcome to Down the Line on Radio 4. Why not give us a ring on 0800 068 7060 or email us at downtheline at bbc.co.uk. Cosmetic surgery, has it gone too far? Facelifts, tummy tucks, breast implants and now facial transplants. So what do you think? Would you really like somebody else's mush instead of your own? And if so, who? If you had the choice, who would you like to look like? I'd quite like to look like Hugh Jackman. Personally, and Michaela quite likes the look of him, and I think the combination of my personality and his features, you've almost got the perfect man. Give us a call, 0800 068 7060, and uh, email down the line at bbc.co.uk. And would you really care if 500,000 people died on the other side of the world? I mean, come on, really, would you? If it wasn't for this 24-hour news and sensationalist front-page stories, we'd probably never even hear about it. Have we got things all out of proportion? Call us and let us know on 0800 068 7060 or email us on down the line at bbc.co.uk. OK, let's go to the phones now and take our first call. And it's from Serena O'Neill in West London. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thanks. I was just ringing up about cosmetic surgery. Yeah. The sort of idea of cosmetic surgery. I think it's really wrong that we can do all these kind of face plants, completely change ourselves. I mean, if my friend came up to me with a new face and said, Hi, Serena, it's me, you know, yeah. Charlotte. I'm going to be like, no, it's not Charlotte. That's not you at all. It doesn't look like you at all. But, you know, mm. I mean, can you imagine if your friend came up to you and said, This is me here. I'm yeah, with a new face. You... That's just wrong. No, I mean, I understand but... that sometimes yeah. the skin, you know, all cosmetic surgery is for a good thing. I mean, I've got a friend who had a motorbike accident, yeah? He went across and fell off his motorbike and skidded all the skin off his, um, the tips of his fingers. Oh, that so sounds all the skin and I had to do a graft skin transplant from his arm to the tips of his fingers and so now actually it's quite funny he had hair growing from the tips of his fingers because yeah, it would didn't be... come from his arm and he had to shave his finger every so often that is I bizarre. really don't understand in other ways why you'd want to change your face if you're very ugly if you're very ugly I suppose Mate, actually, I do oh, wait, dread no, this people you know you wake up and you think good lord if I look like that I wouldn't go out I mean so... I do actually dread them and I suppose if I did look like that in the morning I would consider having a face or possibly if I had the it's quite expensive, so I probably would choose something else. Probably have like a boob job or something else like that. I mean, what would you do if your girlfriend got a boob job? What? Sorry. What was that? What would you do if your girlfriend got a boob job? Would you mind? Yeah, no, probably not. They're quite no, small. No, probably not. But would you prefer to get a face job or a boob job? I mean, I know boob. you've got a moustache and everything. Boob. Does that bother you? Does that tickle when you kiss her? Does it? That'd be so funny. Oh, but no, because you've got one too. That'd be like a double one. How weird is that? Yeah. Is that not really weird? I Fine. Thanks very much for your call. Bye. My God, that was like some kind of verbal tsunami. Um, actually, I'm not quite sure if I can still say that, to use tsunami in that way. Is it offensive or not? Um, Matt, can you have a little fertile around on the tinternet, see if I can still use that word? OK, I've got uh, Ian Bishop from Kings Lynn. Hello, Ian. Hello there. Ian, I want to talk about plastic surgery. Say, so where's it going to end? Where, where is it going to end? Where's it going to end, exactly. Where, you know, how far is it going to go, you know? Yeah. Say, how far is it going to go? Because, you know, you say, you get, get a bloke who's born ugly. Yeah. He's going to have plastic surgery to make himself look better. Yes. Uh, his woman sees him, thinks, oh, he's handsome, going to marry him. He doesn't know. His wife was, she was born ugly. Mm. She's had plastic surgery. She's got two people who are, who are horrifically ugly. They go, they go, go get married. They're going to have children. Think, you know, you're going to, the ugliness is going to be multiplied like fourfold. Yeah. They're going to get these extremely ugly children, so they're going to have to have more and more plastic surgery. Just make them even look normal, let alone look, look, look good looking. This whole problem with it, it's going to be plastic surgery on top of plastic surgery um, because all these ugly people breeding and mating and all that and stuff, and then where's it all going to end? I'm going to say, where's it all going to end? I don't know. Where, where is it going to end? Where's the end of it? Here's the end of it. Right, uh, I've got Alan on the line now who wants to talk about people dying on the other side of the world. Hello, Mr. Bellamy. What's your point, Al? I have to say 
that uh, when there is something on television about disaster or whatever it might be, I, I do fi- find it highly entertaining. You know, I mean, mm. the fact is you can watch this on the telly, you, you get yourself a sausage sandwich or something, you know, a nice cup of tea. You come in and you've got like a disaster there unfolding in front of you all evening. I mean, it's it's much more interesting than watching some boring program like Casualty or, you know, you, you know it's not real. I know a lot of people mm. might not, think this is a very nice thing no. to say, but I, I do find it extremely entertaining. I mean, I don't, I don't like, um, I prefer natural disasters, you know, right. I don't like uh, like a shooting or a... No, uh, that's not fun. Well, well, it's not, it's not fun, it's just you don't get to see a lot, you get to see a lot of policemen hiding behind a car or something like that. It's but boring, in, isn't a, it? in a disaster, you get a lot, you get, you get people covered in mud, you might get a woman wailing, you get mm. a child screaming and, and, and a man crying or whatever like that, you know, you, you might get a dog trying to ferret out a body or something like that. Well, uh, you know, I do appreciate your honesty, and I think you have, I hate to say this, you've got a slight point. My question is, though, what if one of your family was in a, a, some kind of a natural disaster, you know, uh, a well, big wave or, or, or a hurricane? Well, yeah, but the thing is, um, my family are, are not, shall we say, travellers. They do not go to different parts of the world where that sort of event would take place. Though, to be perfectly honest with you... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be terribly upset if a lot of my family was involved in a disaster, I saw you, because uh, you want to spend Christmas with the bastards. But anyway, getting back to the point, what I like about, um, and I, I don't say this in a callous no. way, I'll say in a considered way. Okay. Um, what I like about a disaster is, especially if, if it's something like um, in an Arab country or something like mm. that, not, not, not because of Arab people, but because of Arab people, they express their feelings. Yeah. And that's, I find that highly entertaining because you can sort of look at sort of a more European approach to this, uh, people tend to be more sort of self-contained. Yeah, reserved. An Arab woman will throw herself on the floor, rolling about, and you think, oh, my goodness, what's she going to do next? Like, you know, jumping up and screaming and carrying on. I would like to say, don't you think it makes you feel better about yourself? Because you see that, you think, at least that's not happening to me. Well, of course. You, you think it's not happening to you, and also you think to yourself, well, at least I had the, the sense... Not, not to go. Well, not to live in such a stupid area. Right, brilliant. Well, thanks very much for your call. Um, I've got a very interesting caller now on down the line who has actually had a face transplant. Uh, can I... Who, hello, who... What's your name? It's Lily. Yep. Um, I hear that down in your face because my oldest was born with the abnormality. So, so, hang on. You've had a face transplant? Yeah, yes. I was born with the abnormalities, and then they decided that the doctor would give well, me a new face. You know, I said, this is a different, but mm. they gave me the face of a whore. They've given you the face of a horse? So, is that right? It's me in the street. You, and is that what you're saying? And my life is miserable. What? But they gave me the, Sorry. the face of a whore. Oh, a whore? Oh, right, they've... Right, they've given you the face of a whore, right, and have, have, they, done a, have they done a bad job? Is it, it, uh, I can't uh, really hear you very clearly. Is, your, is your mouth in the right place? Uh, I think Did so. Did they put your lips in front of your teeth? Excuse me, you're laughing at me. Do you not think I've been through enough for it? Are you, are you laughing at me? I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not I laughing. I hear you sniggering. Not sniggering, not sniggering. I just can't, I find it very hard to understand you. But the detective, I think... This is kind of treatment is disgusting. Look, I, I had pa- people laughing at me in the street. I don't expect to be laughed on the radio as well because this is the cruelest blow. Mm, that is awful. I make out from that call that she had a face transplant of, of, a, of, of a prostitute and now...
now she gets spat at in the street. Oh, I mean, I, I do wonder about people's attitudes sometimes, and it, it, makes, me, it makes me very, very sad and, and a, little, a little bit ashamed, to be honest. Right, my next caller is Midge, and he wants to talk about people dying on the other side of the world. Hello, Midge. Hello, Midge. What, what? I'm fine. I'm fine. Why are you whispering? Talk up. I'm on a team. Oh. I'm on a crazy. You okay. know I won't actually use my mobile. Well, do... So I'm not this one. Okay, fine. Right. Okay, well, what, what's your point? Four car looking at me in a funny way, guys. Well, look, why don't you move to another part of the train? Well, I'm going to lose my seat, guy. Right, well... See, now, I think there's... I fear there's a chap coming over the dummy. I have to terminate my call. What does it, pal? I'm oh, no, sorry, I'm on the phone to the award-winning Gary Bell. Carriage, you better wait. Aye, fair enough. I put that f***ing heat on you, you wee Thanks for your call. OK, my next caller wants to remain anonymous. No name. No name. Uh, what, what's your point? I'd like to make a point. You don't have to be a surgeon to give someone a face transplant. In my neck of the woods, it's called a Chelsea smile. All you need is a razor blade and a passing nonce. Thanks very much for your call. Um, next caller is Urquhart Voller. Hello? Good day to you and greetings. Greetings. Um, talking this matter when people are dying on the other side of the world, would do we care or do mm. we in our heart of hearts? Yeah. Well, I can understand that perhaps in the, the way that we are alienated and mm. removed from one another. But in the larger picture, we are all one. And that if one section of the people is hurt in one part of yeah. the world, it is part of me that is being hurt. Not really, though. Yes. It is like perhaps losing a limb or a, not really. a, a very important finger. It's not really like that, though, is it? For those of us who are sensitive enough to experience this, it is. It is no, like it's not. a mini death. Right. I'm cutting him off there. See? Didn't feel a thing. OK, who's my next caller? Hello? My name is Thomas Ledbury. Right. I'm from Aldershot, and I would like to ask you, why haven't they invented a proper robot, like in the film Silver Robot, which works as a butler and sleeps in the evening when you turn him off and he helps around the home? Why, I don't know. Why, why, why haven't they? Well, I have no idea. I'm a child. Yeah, you're not really a child, though, are you? No. Right. Matt, can you please, please try and screen these calls a bit more effectively, yeah? It's hard enough being interested in the ordinary callers, let alone people like that ringing in. When this show works, it's great, yeah? But, you know, when it doesn't, I find these people quite irritating, to be honest. OK, who's our next caller? Hello? I don't like to give my name out. Oh, right. Uh, but I think you know I am. Yeah. Talking about people dying on the other side of the world. Mm. Yeah? Mm. A lot of these people are ringing in with their opinions. They don't know what they're talking about. No. I have literally driven a van packed full of explosives into a bunch of people on the other side of the world. Right. Kaboom. Why would you want to send a, Bound bread. a load of explosives into a... I sp- come from a military background. That's what I do. Listen, I was trained to kill. I'm not a peacer. I'm a killer. The British Army's not trained to peace. We're trained to kill. How I'm a you, killer. How would you I get am a killer. Oh, and you're proud of that? Of course I'm proud of you. Remember the British Army? Keeping people like you safe by killing around the world if we have to. All right, some of you pussies in your radio land, you wouldn't know how to do. All right, I do it. I put my life on the line. Mm. I blow people to pieces for you. Goodbye. Thanks for your call. OK, I've got uh, Mr Fenwater on the line. Hello, Mr Fenwater. Hello, I'm a practising surgeon. I'm ringing up, but there is a hierarchy that exists within the world of surgery. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd run them down for you. Would, that, would you be interested in that at all? 
Yes. Right, okay. Well, unsurprisingly, at number one is the brain surgeon. The brain surgeon is followed by the ophthalmic surgeon, uh, who uh, in turn lords it over the nerve specialist and neurological surgeon. Mm. It's followed closely by the heart surgeon, mm. and uh, backing him up, as it were, is the lung specialist. Below him, where I come in, my mm. speciality is pancreatic surgery. And mm. in the surgery hit trade, as it were, at number seven is the gynecological surgeon. Below him, in turn, is the liver specialist who bosses it over the orthopedic surgeon. And every single one of those fellows looks down upon the cosmetic surgeon. The cosmetic surgeons really are the mongrels of the surgery world and are only a notch or two above the tree surgeon. Thanks very much for your call. Thank you. Well, I've learned something new there. The surgery top ten. And uh, a lot of people have accused this show down the line with me, the award-winning Gary Bellamy, of dumbing down Radio 4. Well, that was a very interesting and educational call. Now, I don't live in a vacuum. I check the Radio 4 message boards, and I know some of you are very opposed to down the line. Many of you feel that the opinions aired on the show are puerile, but we reckon that they are a genuine reflection of the views of a large cross-section of the great British public. Far from dumbing down Radio 4, we feel that down the line sets the agenda for difficult and meaningful discussions on such issues as race, religion, and urine in toothpaste. So why not give us a ring, uh, 0800 068 7060, or email us at downtheline at bbc.co.uk, or even leave a message on the message board and tell us how great you think we are. Because you know what, sometimes it's nice to read some compliments, and it's not just me that reads the message boards, it's also the big wigs and the bosses at the BBC, and we are waiting to hear about a third series. So why not say a few good things about Down the Line for a change, even if you don't like it, ring in and say you do. Okay, I've got David Raven on the phone now. He wants to talk about plastic surgery. Hello, David. Hello, Gary. I'd Mm. just like to say I really don't know what all the fuss is about with um, cosmetic surgery. Why why do people get so worked up about it? I mean, we wear makeup, we style our hair, we wear nice clothes, Mm. we go to the gym. We do as much as possible to make ourselves look... Uh, nice and attractive and we do and what are we going to say all right we mustn't ever shave again we mustn't uh, so what you know someone's nose they, they don't like the nose it makes them uh, lacking in confidence mm. what does it really matter if, if they if they want to reduce him why, why does everyone get so upset about cosmetic surgery mm. Gary yeah sorry sorry I, so I wasn't really listening huh. um Cosmetic, yeah, you're talking about cosmetic surgery and things, yeah? So it is difficult sometimes. And, like, and sometimes I'm not just interested in, in knowing the subjects that people are talking about. I mean, I've got my own problems. Hmm. My back's a bit dodgy. Oh, how long have you had that? Not long, and I'm only 32. The thing about the back is that uh, a lot of uh, emotional problems can be expressed through the back. You can tense up, there'll be stress, and that, and that comes out in the form of back pain. So it I... could be that you're going through some emotional problems at the moment. I am, yeah. What, what sort of things? Problems with uh, well, a loved one? On a kind of problems. Well, problems with 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 having with with pro, with problems with. Mecha- We're talking about sex. That and general, generally. I mean, basically, I spend so much time how talking about been, my. How long have you been together? I just talk about myself all the time. Mm. And this, you know, and ever since mm. that we won the gold award, I've kind of had my head in the in the in the clouds, really, and I've sort of neglected her. That can happen. If one partner becomes more successful than the other, the other one can feel left behind or dissatisfied in some way. Do, I mean, does she, does she have a high-powered job? What does she do? No, she doesn't do anything. She's quite lazy. OK, well, maybe we'll make, better make that the end of this call. We'll, we'll go to the next caller, yeah? OK, thank you very much for your help. Thank you very much. So who's our next caller, please? It's Val... No, it's... Um... Who? It, it's Jim. 
Jim. Yeah. Okay. So, it's okay, David. I can do it from here. Oh, I'm calling up about. Um, it's a bit difficult actually. I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't spoken to anyone about it. But I, I used to. Well, I'm half. I'm, I'm nearly a man, but not quite. Right. So you're having a, a sex change. Yeah, it sounds shocking when you put it like that, but. But, yeah. So you were a woman first, and now you're yeah, turning I'm, into a man. I've still got, um, I've got the voice box of a man, but the box of a woman. Oh, have you? Yeah, but and I'm going to get that sorted out. You're going to get that sorted. Yeah. Okay, and do you have a partner? What do you think? I'm, I'm looking, but it's, my head's not right at the moment, because I don't know... Your head's in a different place to your bottom half. Well, yeah. What but, are you... But, but this is obviously you've chosen this path. Yeah, have you? I want to do it really badly. So you want to be a man, of course. And you want to love women or other men. I want to love women. Okay. Do you love women? Blondes. And was this a very costly operation? Well, I, w- I was going to wait on the NHS, but I couldn't. I, I just had to get it done. So I, I spoke to a friend who. Knew some people. And do you have... Have your family supported you through this period? No. No. Are they asha- are they ashamed of you? Yeah, all right. Don't you say it as well. Everyone says it. I'm really sorry. What's to be ashamed of? You know, I'm going to look great. I'm really going to look great. Well, why don't you call me when you've finished? Uh, when you've done it, why don't you call me when you've finished, when you're fully done? Yeah, well, it might... Yeah, OK. All right, well, thanks for your call. What's your name again? It's Jim, but I'm not sure if that really suits me or not, but... Depends on what you look like uh, when you're finished. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be pretty manly. Take care. Thanks for your call. Okay, I've got Khalid on the line. Hello, Khalid. What is point plastic surgery? What is point? Well, the point is, if you've got a disfigurement or you're not very happy with yourself, you can get corrected and be confident and happy. What is point? Happy, confident. What is point? Well, to be happy and confident. What is point? You are a miserable sod. OK, I've got uh, Kenny Kenny Hogger on the line. Hello, Kenny. What's your... Yeah, how you doing, mate? All right? Yeah, fine, thanks. Seeing players, right? They let their country down. Every one of them. Mm. They let their country down. Which... They, should, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should draw the curtains, they should shut the doors, and they should sit there and think what they have done to the people of this country. Yeah, but listen, the, the World Cup was quite a long time ago. Now, surely, you know, we, we, we're moving on from there, and, and this isn't really about football. Ah. Me. Look, Kenny, we are actually talking about cosmetic surgery. I ain't. Empires let their country down. All right. They let their country down, and God help them, because we'll rise up one day, I tell you. We'll jump all over that field. Yeah. If, yeah you say, yeah, mate, but I tell you, throwing coins, that, that won't be nothing. Like, we got things planned. What do you mean you got things planned? I'll leave it at that. Thanks for your call. Yeah, they let their country down. Okay, uh, our next call is Mr. Walsingham. Hello, Mr. Walsingham. I'd like to take exception to an earlier call you took from Mm. Gordon Fenwater. I know him well, a pancreatic specialist, claiming that the uh, plastic surgeon is at the bottom of the list. I myself am a plastic surgeon, and as a plastic surgeon, I can say that we absolutely look down on pancreatic surgeons. Pancreatic surgeons, as far as we're concerned, are merely one step above uh, the rectal surgeons. And, and, And similarly... I think he demonstrated quite clearly that he was talking out of his, of his proverbial. Thank you very much for your call. Thank you. OK, hello. Hello, Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Christian, very devout Christian. Right. And I can actually feel when, 
when somebody's in pain on the other side of the world. Mm. I can feel that everywhere. Can you really? I what? can actually feel, I feel about 20% of the actual pain. I'm like a sponge. A sponge, a sponge of pain. pain. So, so what happens, when, what, does, what does it feel like when 10,000 people die in an earthquake? How does that make you feel? It's like a very bad migraine. And I think you might... If there's a volcano, I find myself coming out in a coaster. If, if there's a flood, I've got tonsillitis or bad mm. sinuses sometimes. And you can feel all these, all these feelings. Mm. Oh, oh something happened then. I think, oh, I can feel it in my shoulder. Oh. I think someone's had their arm bitten off by a tiger or a lion or something in, I don't know, Borneo. Mm. My next caller is Early D. Hey, Bellamy, I've got a big yacht, man. I tell you, man, you're dangerous, innit? You know that, innit? Yeah. You know that, man. You are dangerous, man. You're, you're safe, man. You know that, innit? Dangerous and safe. You're dangerous, man. You're do they, safe. Do for they real, both mean the same thing? No, man, what it means is that you're the man, innit? Oh, yeah. You're large. You've got to large up yourself, man. Large up yourself all the while, innit? <laughs> big it. Big it up. Large up What's... yourself, Dredd. Listen, to me, right, mm. if a man is over on another side of the world and, and all the people get killed over there, man, mm. I don't care nothing, Dredd, right? It's survival of the fittest, innit? Don't bother me with that. Don't stress me with that, right? Come mm. out on my road, man. I don't need that. I've got to live my own life. I've got to struggle my own struggles, right? That's nothing yeah. to do with me. You know, there's a man, what him call again? Um, you know that man who, who writes Survival of the Fittest? Darwin, it? Charles Darwin. Darwin, yeah. He, he had the answer, man. You don't bother with not other people, a uh, thing. Right, right? he was talking about, he was largely talking about tortoises. No, man, he was talking about everything was born on, was born in, on, 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 on the earth, isn't it? For instance, I give you this, right? Yeah. Say if like if a lion, if a lion, right, or come outside my yard, right? Say if I'm in my yard and I got a little bit of roast duck or roast pig or whatever in there, I got all my mans in there, right? I got all my mans and all my people, and we're picking up ourselves because our pocket is nice, man, and we're just chilling. You understand, yeah. right? And then a lion come outside and say, "Oh boy, wah wah go on, early they have a nice roast suckling in there and everything." And the lion tried to come jump over the fence and eat up my my suckling pig. Man, for dash the lion out. Dread. We have to kill it. Make it come out. Because that lion never put it, it, it on any pocket to nice up my pocket to say it it's... could put some money on my table to make me buy my suckling pig, innit? What are you talking about? What do you mean what I'm talking about? Well, two things. Where do you live where a lion jumps over the fence and eats your duck or pig? You live in Kilburn. He says here, early D in Kilburn. How many lions... No, did... no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I'm telling you, right, because you're talking deep, and I respect you for that dread, right? Thanks. What I'm saying is, I'm giving you a for instance, like, it's a parable. It's a parable. Here's the parable like, that you're having. Look after number one. Pull the ladder up, Jack, and leave the rest to walk. Thanks very much for your call, early D. It's been great. Nice. Hello, I've got uh, Chuck Perry on the phone now. He wants to talk about if he would really care if um, a million people died on the other side of the world. Hello, Chuck. <laughs> Hello, Chuck. How would you feel if a million people died on the other side of the world? <laughs> Thanks for your call, Chuck. Okay, I've got uh, I've got John from London. Hello, John. Hi. Yes, I, I wanted to discuss uh, the cosmetic surgery issue. Yeah, cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Uh, because I have seriously been considering cosmetic surgery. Oh, that's unusual for a man. Yeah, I mean, my looks have blighted me my entire life. Right. So you must be you pretty ugly. You wanna... I'm extremely handsome. Right. Uh, and uh, it just gets in the way of everything. No one will take me seriously because they just stare at me because of the extreme physical beauty that I've been afflicted with. So hang on, you want to have plastic surgery to make yourself ugly? Not ugly, just slightly less 
fantastic looking than I am at the moment. Well, how good looking are you? Well, you know, women just throw themselves at me and, and swoon. And um, the homosexual men that uh, you see mm. out and about in London, I've got nothing against them. No. They also um, t- take an extreme fancy to me at all times. So are you doing this mainly to, 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 to get to sort of stop attracting homosexuals or to stop attracting women? What's causing the biggest problem? I would just like to stop attracting everyone uh, generally so that I can be taken seriously. Right, what exactly do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a policeman. And do you think that your looks have helped you in the police force? No, absolutely not. People just will not take me seriously. And if you're attempting to bring a, some gravitas to a situation uh, when you see that people are entranced by your handsomeness and your charisma, uh, they, 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 you know... Why don't you think about being, say, an actor or some kind of model if you're that good-looking? Well, I've always felt that uh, my talents and my interests uh, lie in serving the wider community. That's very nice. And locking up, you know, criminal filth. And it must be, I mean, it must be very difficult for you on a, on a Friday night, for example, when you've got all those drunk men and women out there on the streets and you looking so handsome. I mean, how do you, what, how do you keep them off you? I have sometimes adopt a variety of disguises, but to, obviously the basic police uniform doesn't uh, allow you to too much in the way of uh, customising. Have you spoken to anyone yet about this surgery you're going to be having? Yes. I don't think maybe uh, a surgeon would be that sympathetic to you. You know, you've got what everyone wants, yet... Well, the thing about cosmetic surgery, as you know, it's elective surgery. And uh, if people are allowed to have it to uh, subjectively make themselves look better, I think I've got no reason why I should not be allowed to do it to make myself look slightly worse. Right. And, uh, you, you know, when they perfect penile surgery, I shall probably have that done as well. Well, have yours reduced? Yes, of course. You're making a lot of people very jealous, I would have thought, out there. Well, you see, I, I've never had my condition taken seriously as long as I've been alive. Do you have children? Yes. Are they good-looking? They are, but I did uh, carefully pick a rather ugly wife so that the children wouldn't be quite as handsome as, as me. But uh, unfortunately... It's a mixture of the two of us. Oh, it's a mixture of the two. Yeah. OK, well, listen, thanks very much for your call, John. It's been fascinating. You're welcome. Thanks, John. Bye. Bye. Okay, we've still got time for a couple more calls. Uh, who's there? Hello. Yes, uh, my name's Marcus, mm. and I'm, I'm ringing about, uh, you know, would we miss people yeah. if, there, if there was a world calamity or something? And I would say um, Cheryl Baker, hey? Ian Storymore, in yeah. fact, the whole Nottingham Forest team from uh, 1971, um, Tony Orlando from Dawn, right? Uh, the Henry it's... chap who defeated um, Cassius Clay, Henry Cooper. Um, Cooper, that's the man. You didn't defeat I him. I don't think we'd miss any of them. No, but listen, I, I, we're actually talking about not individual people who who, who you want to be killed, basically. Well, you're I don't think we'd miss them if they were killed. I mean, we'd all be very sorry, but, but if they were killed, I think they've made their contribution to humanity. Fine, but what about the millions mm-hmm. of people who might die in some kind of hurricane or tornado or tsunami on the other well, side of the world? Well, would they have played for football teams? They might have done in, in their own in, countries. In the first division. I what, what are your problems with these people? Why do you want them dead? No, I don't. I, I think they made a marvellous contribution, but it's over. And we're very grateful to them, but uh, that's it. And we're very, very grateful for you, and, and that's it for you. Thank you very much for your call. Yes, thank you. Bye. Hello, I've got another call now about cosmetic surgery. Hello, who's there? Jay Stratford Gurney. Hello. Yes, well, I'm the second best rectal surgeon in Europe after some chap in Belgium, and I take huge exception to the comments made by Mr. Gordon Fenwalter and Mr. Alexander Walsingham. Mm. Rectal surgery is an art. We are at the very top of the surgery tree, and I will not hear another word about it. This matter is now closed. Goodbye. 
and this edition of Down the Line is now closed. I was a little bit low in the middle there, but your calls lift me right back up where I belong. You are the wind beneath my wings. Good night. <laughs>